so you played Rocket League last night. <laughs> yes, okay. I did play Rocket League for the first time last night. And, you know, I'll, I can go ahead and review it right now, actually. Here's my review for it. You ready? Yeah. It's fun. Oh. I get the okay, appeal. That's, uh, it's like... That's uh, unexpected, but all right. You said it was unexpected. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's the thing. It's clear that they had a really good idea and didn't uh-huh. do anything to fuck it up. You, you know, know the, it sounds like a low bar, but that's a lot to ask nowadays. <laughs> it is a lot to ask nowadays, especially from a big developer like Epic. Uh, and like, I think <sighs> yeah. that what really works about it is like that it has that core goodness, you know? Oh, yeah. Sort of like uh, if you, you probably know this story already, but like for anyone who doesn't know like how Left 4 Dead came to be, right? It was like a product of Valve uh, testing out their AI for Counter-Strike. Have you heard this before? Mm. For CS Source? Yeah, and it's... It's basically started out as like a mod, right? Well, they were like, uh, I think it was the, the the developers would mess around with the Counter-Strike um, AI where they would have tons of bots with knives and play like <laughs> a zombie game out of it. And then that sort of evolved into eventually becoming Left 4 Dead. Um, but like in the similar way, I feel like it's like the very base, like Left 4 Dead is fun because a game of zombie tag is fun. Rocket League is fun because, like, throwing objects at each other in a game with really good physics is fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Well, that's way less of a spicy take than I was expecting. That's, you know... No, no, I'm going to play it again. I liked it a lot, actually. <laughs> nice, okay, cool. I might actually, like, try and play it because I completely missed the boat on that. Yeah, it's free, you know? Like, it's uh, a AAA title that is not an 80-gig download, so... You know, it's got those things. Oh, yeah, play. nice. Yeah. Those are, yeah, two big two big things. Although League of Legends is also free. And it's, that game talking sucks. <laughs> it wasn't free for me, actually. It definitely, definitely isn't free, you know. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, no, I feel like you paid quite a lot of money for that game. Um, yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. Um, well, and also, you know, a big benefit to me because I, I, I would say... 50% of my frustrating Elden Ring deaths come from a warning about my computer being about to be out of storage, um, <laughs> popping up while I'm playing. And so I recently did the purge I was talking to you about of deleting big files from my uh, from my computer. By which you mean two games, yeah, essentially. Yeah, those two games were uh, Battlefield 1, a game that we haven't played in... Got at least two years. Uh, but fun. I mean, not a bad game. No, not a bad game. And then Apex Legends, also not a bad game, but just one I haven't touched in years. But man, yeah. they were sitting there 80 gigs each. Like, they're, <laughs> yeah, they're the hard drive equivalent of like having, like thinking back on how they were just resting there, taking up space. Being, like, it's like having two dead bodies in, in my apartment. <laughs> you know, like, just like, yeah, yeah. It, completely inert waste of space. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah well again that's another you know another upside to the indie game life is just everything it downloads immediately you want to play this game you want to play citizen sleeper you want to play the game review you want to play it right do you want to you can't you can learn ultimate chicken horse i you'll be done in a minute you'll be ready you know yeah 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 exactly it will take you longer to like you know connect to your friends and set up a lobby than it will to download the game well it generally takes me a long time to connect with friends so What's up, everyone? This is Under <laughs> 1000. We're your hosts, Jacob. And Sam. And today we're reviewing Citizen Sleeper, a narrative-based cyberpunk RPG where you take the role of a human consciousness trapped inside a stolen corporate body. 
Dubbed a sleeper, you'll navigate survival, relationships, reading the wrong color highlight in your outline, and <laughs> politics aboard the patchwork remnants of a celestial colony. Before we go a little further, Sam, you all right doing the background? <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Um, so uh, it was released on May 5th, 2022 on PC, Mac OS, Switch, and Xbox. Uh, I think it's on Game Pass, actually. Um, it's the second game from the developer, Jump Over the Age. Uh, it's actually a one-person studio um, founded by Gareth Damian Martin. Uh, Martin's also the editor and creator of Heterotopias, uh, an independent zine that focuses on like spaces and architecture in s- virtual worlds. Again, I'm reading this part of the outline, but you're the one who actually looked this up, right? <laughs> yeah, so Heterotopias is a really interesting thing that I've not seen before. Um, like you said, it's a zine that focuses on architecture in like game worlds and 3d rendered worlds and that kind of thing there's like articles about the design of them there is kind of musings on uh people's interactions with them and there's great photography uh which seems uh when i describe it like this is almost kind of some metaverse bullshit but it's actually extremely (laughs) neat uh both the the quality of the photographs and uh just that kind of interaction with a virtual world like we photograph physical world architectural spaces like why not capture the beauty of these invented worlds in the same way you know yeah that's awesome that's that's a really cool concept um yeah and then so the game also has uh actually at the the time that we first played it it had like 900 reviews is that right yeah roughly 900 yeah and now it's creeped its way up to i think about 1700 reviews uh, overwhelmingly positive still um so we'll just chalk that up to like you know us having good taste at the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah definitely this this situation with y'all listeners right now is like um hopefully it's like when you just haven't heard from your best friend in like two months <laughs> and then you hear from them and it's all good you know yeah do you want to do you want to just say anything more about that or you want to just leave it there i've been frozen <laughs> yeah yeah that's right exactly to avoid to avoid covid you've been freezing yourself intermittently and i've had to defrost you for this episode like han solo yeah yeah in my infinite wealth um i've decided to just <laughs> skip this part of history by being cryo frozen um <laughs> Narrative. it is so hot in here i have to turn off my ac because of the fan you know uh-huh. just too much background noise and i'm just already just pools of sweat are forming all over my body oh dude just put your fan on and then just have the editor deal with it so i'm gonna use it you don't have to be a pussy about this like what <laughs> oh yeah we'll fucking fix it in post is that the is that the answer <laughs> great all right all right so narrative experience of citizen sleeper um this is one of the most important aspects of the game. The game is like basically plays like a tabletop RPG, um, but for the setting, uh, it's a cyberpunk game. Um, and I have in my notes uh, sci-fi or future historical fiction, <laughs> uh, as in this is sci-fi, but some of the um, themes about let's you know like just late stage capitalism are very applicable to just right now. Yeah, right this now, is like if you know? Ken Burns was one of the X Men, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Or like a racist character from a Stephen King novel that can tell the future. Yeah, it, it's it, this is this is the logical conclusion of Amazon as a company right now. Ugh, yikes. Yeah. So to re- reiterate, um, to, to sort of draw that line, uh, the the whole premise is that you're a sleeper who is someone who has uploaded their consciousness at some point and it essentially become corporate property. Um, 
you're uploaded into a, a body every now and then that is also corporate property, but you've decided that you've had enough of it and you're just going to try and bail. Uh, this corporate pop property, of course, your body has like a, uh, a half-life on it. Essentially, you start to decay, you know? Um, and so you're sort of just like a stowaway. You end up on this like celestial space station that's been abandoned. Think like Moss Eisley, Outer Rim, like edge of a system or whatever, you know, trying to escape the corporate eye, but also trying to survive with your sort of constantly degrading body and also just starting at square one economically socially you know yeah totally mechanics yeah so the way this plays out uh, with the basic mechanics of the game are uh, it's basically sort of dice central like you said it plays out like a tabletop rpg um mm -hmm. yeah you start off each day uh in this time cycle with five dice that are randomly rolled uh and they sort of dictate how your interactions with the world will go during that cycle um you have two conditions to pay attention to that tie into, Sam, the things that you mentioned, uh, which would be your actual condition and then also your energy or hunger. Uh, and these things are pretty intertwined and also affect the quantity of dice that you get. Yeah, yeah. So like you said five dice, but that's like if you're lucky, you know, like there, you're doing really well if you're rolling five dice every day to, to dictate those five interactions. Yeah, that's like when you're feeling great. Five dice is like a Sunday that you went out for brunch, you know, like that's how you're going to start. <laughs> yeah. Um, most of the gameplay occurs from a zoomed out view of Erlin's eye, this abandoned space station at the edge of a system. Um, it's kind of like looking at a scale model and your interactions with the world come in the form of these like map points where locations are uh, generally mm -hmm. your interaction with them will be like an interaction where you roll dice something that requires a currency input uh, or a specific item input and then some of them also involve the passage of time in terms of like you'll interact with a map point and then you got to go click on other stuff do other things in the world you'll come back and you after a number of cycles have passed um, something else will be happening at that map point location yeah essentially it's a bunch of landmarks you can check on and uh, you said cycle a couple times so just to, like talk about what that is that's equivalent of like a day you know right so like this game is like time scale based you wake up in the morning like you said you have some dice you could use spend those dice on interactions with people or things and then once you're out of stuff to do you go to sleep and the next cycle begins and like you said some of those events are timed or change over time uh, but that's kind of how the game like progresses basically damn that was a way better summary was i like not very clear no no i just wanted to you know reiterate okay uh, you did great. <laughs> uh, so to start things off, you'll choose a class um, to choose your stat focus. There are three classes, right? Yeah. Um, and going back to, to research them, I they did not matter nearly as much as I thought they would. <laughs> yeah. So this is like um, not to start off on a little bit of a bummer note here, but this is like one of the only things in the game that I was like, this doesn't really matter. Um, mm hmm. It's kind of like starting off in like a from software game where like you get a tiny boost in something maybe at the beginning, but you can kind of end up uh, adding to your stats however you want. Um, but your stats specifically are things that give you advantages in these interactions with each environment. Right. Um, mm -hmm. So, for example, like the class that I chose uh, when I'm running low on energy, usually you would have to find food or something like that. And instead, uh, I could just basically sunbathe to gain my energy back. Um, it didn't seem to be <laughs> if like a fucking only <laughs> if only <laughs> again, they're, they're basically like perk trees almost mm -hmm. um, and can improve your odds as well. with dice rolls in, in, in terms of how your interaction with the world goes. 
Yeah, yeah. Pretty typical, like, skill stuff. Uh, I think, like, the biggest choice that you get to make, like, the biggest thing affected by class is just, like, there are three really cool character portraits. And we'll talk about the character art later on in, in another segment. But, like, you get to choose what your character looks like and kind of, like, the vibe. And, like, we, we say it doesn't matter, but I think that that's kind of, like, a little bit wrong because a lot of things in this game technically, mechanically don't matter. But when you're choosing like dialogue options or whatever, this game is really good at making you feel like you want to choose the option that you want to be true to just because it's fun to build your story that way. You know, anybody who's played like D&D &D will understand this. You know, it's not all necessarily all about like, oh, like this dialogue option corresponds to this quest line, which means that this is going to happen. Sometimes it's just fun to like have a character portrait that you like and talk the way you like, you know? Yeah, totally. That does matter. It's like, you know, and I don't want to get too much into From Software comparisons because I feel like comparing to From Software is like just something too many people do nowadays. But like um, in terms of interacting with the world, I feel like I'm playing Elden Ring right now, too, is the other reason I'm thinking about this. Um, <laughs> yeah, like almost every decision that I make playing Elden Ring is based on what people on Reddit and then say and then what they link to on the wikia where i'm <laughs> where i'm like okay gotta go to this game get this item level it up with this much give it this ash etc um whereas citizen sleeper like you said it being much more D, D like uh sort of your feeling about your character and the narrative that you're you're building out the lore in your head right mm -hmm. like you're yeah, like yeah it's all head cannon. yeah head yeah. cannon, exactly yes so the main way that the narrative plays out is through reading, right? You'll interact with these map points and have either like dialogue with other characters who pop up and talk to you, um, or the game will just tell you um, like a text-based RPG what's happening. Uh, and mm -hmm. you do get decision, sort of conversational decisions that you can make. Um, and this is a point where the game really shines, I think. it's There's a lot of conversational decisions where, like you said, you can kind of make the decision based on your own headcanon. And there's not like... A really clear right or wrong and honestly any of them uh, yeah and that's also really good at obfuscating which ones are just like you're just answering as a matter of course and which ones actually will affect something down the road right like totally, yeah. i definitely like i could not guess what was going to happen and that just leads you again to just react the way you're going to react yeah which i think is really good for this game because like just mechanically speaking i'm not sure that that many of the conversation choices actually have like an impact on your tree um mm -hmm. i think that there are multiple endings to this game and many different ways that you can play through it but i think it has more to do with uh just sort of what areas you choose to interact with to what degree yeah totally um so that said uh during my playthrough i was in my head cannon made my decisions uh and i never really felt like things got really bad I felt like I always <laughs> had a route to sort of uh, continue the story along, build on things. Um, I never really got super stuck by a wrong decision, which is also like nice and fluid. Yeah, shockingly, uh, shockingly stable and well adjusted for your, you know, playthrough of this of this role playing game. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was surprised as well, Sam. I was surprised. As well. <laughs> yeah, w whereas, you know, I think I told you this, but when I was given free reign over, you know, like just fake life, uh, I definitely went off the rails at least once where I was like, it's one of these, you know, cycle countdowns happening. I, I might, you know, I don't even remember exactly specifically what it was. I might have like owed somebody some money or was supposed to meet up with somebody. And I just decided to ignore it because I was like, you know, I, I've got other things I want to do. I want to help out my friends. And that that sort of also gets to, you know, the point of like when you're spending time and spending dice on a limited number of interactions, there are times where you, you I mean you'll have to choose between like, do I 
go out and get food for myself or do I help my friend who needs me to like, you know, watch his daughter while I'm covering a shift at work? Like these are the kind of, you know, they're very human problems a lot of the time. And you care about the characters because again, the art and writing is really good. Um, but that means you're going to have to make some choices. And in one case, I definitely hit rock bottom. Like the game <laughs> hit me pretty hard for ignoring stuff. Like I was like, yeah, it'll be fine. Fuck it. You know, um, this game does not give you a game over screen. Right. Um, right I was explaining yeah. that to you. Uh, instead, what happens is what happens in real life where you have to live with the consequences of your actions. <laughs> yes. And I, I, maybe it's not so much of a surprise that I never hit rock bottom in this game because I just have way too much anxiety about what bad things could happen to ever ignore stuff to that degree <laughs> not me <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll just you know out of sight out of mind <laughs> all right this is a good yeah spot. so tactical fa- yeah, yeah i was just gonna say that like tactical failures are going to be necessary as you're spending resources but the nice thing is it's not as if like the design of the game is fighting against that like the game knows that it's going to put you in difficult positions and that's why there's no game over screen and instead you know things will just get worse or something bad will happen to something that you care about or you know just some narrative like complication will be added you know yeah and we'll talk more about themes later but i think like it is a key thing you just said about um something bad will happen to something that you care about and you just have to live with it. Um, Mm -hmm. Like having no game over screen is like a key way that Citizen Sleeper enforces its point about like the way people are navigating this like super late stage capitalist world. Um, But yeah, we'll touch on that. We'll touch on that in a minute or we'll touch on that in in themes. As that (laughs) I got to do the robot noise. It's fun to do the robot noise. Aesthetic. Uh, yeah, so like I said, most of the gameplay occurs from a zoomed out view of Erlen's eye. Um, it has a very similar dreamy glow to Heavenly Bodies, right? It's like this beautiful like 3D model, uh, both in terms of like 3D modeling, but also in terms of like it looks like a model city, you know? It's like that level mm-hmm. of kind of simplification, but all the light glow is really nice. Um, your interactions with the world feel like very futuristic in like a not cheesy way. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's like a good contrast, I think, to the character representations, which are like, like I said, these overlays that pop up while you're talking uh, are just the most amazing kind of anime-ish cyberpunk illustrations. Um, Just so much detail. They're, they're, they really bring every character to life. Every drawing has so much personality in it. Yeah, it's surprisingly like a warm comic book-esque contrast to, like you said, the sort of coldness of the, you know, of the the eye itself. Yeah, and I think that that, like, is another thing that Citizen Sleeper does that, like, reinforces its point, right? Like, you feel so much humanity from these, like, obviously hand-drawn characters. It makes them feel mm-hmm. like they have so much more, like, life and depth. And then they're stuck in this, like, extremely sterile 3D hellscape of the just, like, bustling space city. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I, I was just thinking about, like, the fact that I think when we talked about this game um, while we were playing it, we talked about how, like, I mean, this game, like, we've we played the quarry recently, right? Which yeah. uses, like, Unreal Engine's new, like, facial recognition or facial uh, expression system, right? Mm-hmm. And, like... There's so much money in trying to make things look human 
you know yeah. oh, totally. but sometimes sometimes all of that effort is wasted because it doesn't capture any humanity it just looks human you know yeah it's like it's like the it's like the metaverse whereas this game accomplishes more like i care more about these characters and i have only ever seen a static picture of them and they're writing you know the, the writing definitely does a huge you know part of that like underscoring their personalities and stuff but the art i think is, is the foremost thing yeah absolutely yeah and i mean in, in i think in the quarry some of that is like just flat horror writing you know yeah true um it's amazing how much humanity they've crammed into like all these scrappy drawings <laughs> you know yeah 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 exactly yeah. yeah um another thing that we were gonna make point about was uh casual inclusivity in this game mm-hmm. do you want to talk about that or you want me to um yeah i mean i i, I can sort of open the door to it because i was the one who put this in the outline but i thought that one thing that was pretty intentional at least to me in the designs of the characters is that there's a lot of gender neutrality or just gender ambiguity um but it's only in the visual design of the characters a lot of the times and it just is a it's a very graceful way to be inclusive you know but not have that become the like the focal point of the character's personalities which i think a lot of uh like lib corporate things spit out characters that are yes representative but that becomes the entire purpose of the character and so there's like not a lot of like human story behind that but this game again just gracefully does a much better job um like it does in most you know humanizing ways uh, things it does to humanize people by just you know including it and making the characters human on their own right you know oh totally yeah yeah and it's it's really citizen sleeper uh embraces like what is honestly a really long history in science fiction of um portraying humans as having this like sort of just ascended um ambiguity to gender understanding you know like mm-hmm. uh like i think about blade runner and like all of the, these characters in blade runner that are these like um not necessarily entirely human or like their their whole being is blended and through like living that we also like the characters kind of realize and are not shocked by and like understand like there's so many androgynous identities in that world mm-hmm. you know yeah uh, i think that's a really great comparison yeah for sure and then and then behind I, oh did you did you want to talk a little bit about the artist who does the three the uh the hand-drawn illustrations yeah so we should give a shout out um to guillaume saint who is the artist um who did all of these hand drawings uh, he, he's got an instagram i don't have it on hand you should check it out um but just as we do, got to shout out these indie uh, guys and amazing job. So, yeah, yeah, we'll drop a, a link to that in the show notes. Um, and then sort of behind all of that, you know, great visual art and writing is the score by Amos Roddy, uh, who also did Cloud Gardens and In Underwater, um, which is the other jump over the age game by the same developer. Um, go listen to Roddy on Spotify now. Uh, all of I think you were saying all the track names even are just so cool. And the sounds the soundtrack to this game is like just it really underscores the the somber human kind of sad you know like um poignant feeling of the entire game it's the perfect backdrop for it audio wise yeah but also very futuristic you know yes yeah absolutely yeah totally um yeah and so like this yeah the the music is excellent um (laughs) yeah this the songs on spotify just have like i mean who doesn't want to listen to a song called photosynthetic skin you know yeah Um, it's like it it reminds me of like if risk of rain were depressed (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah he like clearly has a holistic understanding of the attitude and like making this soundtrack you know that's like some real talent um it's a real skill and like all the music is also uh paired with the thing that in my mind almost brings the map's 
the map to life the most, which is all of these soundscapes in the game. Um, mm-hmm. So like in this tabletop view, when you click on something and you just get like a zoomed in view of like a simple 3D building, I feel like um, these 3D soundscapes that they put in your headphones when you're like in this when you're supposed to be in the environment uh, of like something mm-hmm. like uh, anonymous banter and like a busy bar, you know, or like some sort of industrial elevator, like clattering and all the noises with that uh, do so much to bring the world to life. Uh, despite the fact that they're not really showing you that much. Yeah, I agree. I think, I don't know, it's it's probably because you just brought up Star Wars, but I get the scene of, like, C-3PO telling Ewoks the story of, like, what happened to them, and every now and then he'll insert, like, you know, uh, a a recorded, like, sound effect or something (laughs) in the background to other underscore it. It's like that, but, like, you know, much more graceful and actually good. And, yeah, it just, it it immerses you in it. I'm, I'm... I had a long talk with uh, with Sayaka and I think with you probably about how like this game does so much to immerse you with so little in that like it, like no 3D rendering system that like is doing crazy, you know, face tracking, you know, emotional expressions, no, you know, thousand person or you know, hundred person orchestra, you know, playing a score. No, you know, like it's just it's so human without all of that over investment in effort and resources that just kind of you know maybe it may not even accomplish the 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 task as well yeah yeah definitely and i mean i think sam that we've like been big proponents of that in general you know like yeah i mean it's why we're doing this show exactly yeah i mean there's so this is such a good example of just an under 1000 game that does so much with so little um another one that i was recently having a conversation about that i always bring up so i have to have my my one episode <laughs> mentioned shout out to hollow knight here um just like uh we are not owned by by hollow knight studio <laughs> yeah. we're not like there's no affiliation yeah yeah no i mean i did give re gibson my bank account credentials but like I, yeah um <laughs> he's gonna spend it better than you would yeah yeah um you, you know what you're definitely right you're definitely <laughs> you're definitely right um but uh Again, I've been playing Elden Ring and I've been thinking a lot about these two worlds and like which one is like infinite resources to create it and which one didn't and like which world I'm like more compelled by between Hollow Knight and Elden Ring's world. Um, And like. I can't just straight up say that Elden Ring is a better game, which is like a feat in and of itself. Seems. Yeah, nice. So that's a good lead in because all of this humanization of the characters contrasted with the sort of grim environment and the cold aesthetics of the space station and uh, getting back to the mechanics, the brutality of just having to at least like, you know, get your energy and your health going every day, you know, and focusing on getting that stabilized and then maybe trying to help other people because you have these characters you care about because again, they're, you know, very humanized in your eyes. Um, All of those mechanics and aesthetics underscore the anti-capitalist themes of this game which we love obviously um the tag for it from the site is actually like role-playing in the ruins of interplanetary capitalism you know so that's very explicit in the game's creation as well yeah and it it really like uh i think the way the best way to sum up kind of what you said is like it's like anti-capitalist in the most sort of from the bottom human perspective right Mm -hmm. um yeah, you don't have to understand Marxism to understand that 
you know the situation that everyone in the space station is in sucks and it's because of to see what's future going amazon wrong. like to see what's <laughs> yeah, going yeah. On. yeah 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 like it's exactly like you're, yeah you're just walking through the experience of what can go wrong um and i mean you know the examples of this that i wrote down were like you're limited by currency, but also your health and hunger. Like you said, you're trying to fulfill these baseline needs um, that are continuously decaying. Uh, there is like tension builders that stack, you know, like mm-hmm. it's like the pressure builds up as with your responsibility and like your headcanon commitment to characters. Um, in early situations of the game, you're like either invisible or like directly marginalized. Mm-hmm. Um because of being a sleeper too, right. that, that corporate body backstory plays into it because people can tell right away that you're, you know, not in a human body. You're in like essentially a stolen corporate body, you know, and it's understood that sleepers are sort of these like downtrodden, you know, obviously like, you know, living, you know, hand to mouth usually uh, situations. And so a lot of the characters will try and take advantage of you because of that. Yeah. You know, yeah, or see you as like a disposable citizen, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, just every day is a literal dice roll, right? Like yeah. sometimes things just go wrong, despite the fact that you didn't do anything wrong. And yeah. it's always looming over you that something can just get fucked up by no power of your own. And like, you'll just be you back at rock bottom again, <laughs> you know? Yeah, totally. And it's also, I think another side of it too, is just that it's not necessarily as as clear cut as like, you have to survive. Then you help people who are all good to do the good things and like make everyone feel happy. Like there are a couple of quests in this game where I like thought I was helping someone out and sort of like, you know, followed their quest line, progressed their story. And then I found myself really disliking the character. And so I like, you know, ultimately sabotaged what they wanted to get done and had a falling out with the character, you know, and and that character recurs and that, and that falling out persists, you know? And so it's like, shit, like I, I spent all these resources to try and help this person you know, but at the end of it, like it turns out they were kind of sh- a shitty person. So now that investment in this already difficult world kind of fell through. Right. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's something that probably all listeners have experienced in their real life, too. You know, like yeah. just every investment is a gamble and you do what you do to be good. Or if your headcanon is bad, then, you know, I mean, I, not that it's that not that it's that black and white. I, I do think it does a good job of like everything is is really shades of gray um at the end mm-hmm. of the day and 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 sometimes you do the right thing sometimes you do the wrong thing sometimes you watch characters that you like be forced to do bad things and just to avoid their own kind of wretched fate <laughs> you know yeah it, it there was one character like i said i had that falling out with and then i was like kind of kicking myself because i was like ah, they're not like a shitty person you know it's just that's what they needed to do i guess or that's what they felt like they needed to do at that time you know so like you do develop these like pretty living relationships you know yeah and watch them like kind of organically justify their own actions as they do shitty things that they have to do you know yeah um or like yep. justify things yeah justify things they have no choice about yeah yeah, it that's it's rough. That's one of the rougher aspects of this. I think I think like I came away from this game. Usually I played it like late at night, sometimes with like a, you know, a glass of whiskey or something, you know, and I think you come away from this game sometimes like not depressed and upset, but definitely just like moved by it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think. This is at least I did, you know, that was my experience with it for sure. Definitely. No, it, absolutely. Mine, too. I think it's just overall one of the best sort of portrayals of the struggle that many people experience and are going to experience and more people are going to experience as time passes, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Want to uh, well, do we want to have to reviews? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so let's lighten things up a little bit for a minute here, uh, and we will move yeah. on to our reviews. You yeah. Go first? Um, so I'm gonna. Yeah, I got a great segue from that. Um, I got two actually. I'll do mine too, um, and then you can do yours. Uh, but I've got try not to care about people, the video game, which is from <laughs> the amazing Rando. I think that's Oof. fairly accurate. And then also. Uh, from Busy Panda, uh, great game. Went in blind, came out with depression. So <laughs> you know. Oh man, yeah. Imagine how I yeah. feel having going in with depression. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, so my reviews. Uh, my first one is from user Meat with spaces between every letter. So that's uh, not vegetarian, but it is. It is a funny name. Um, and <laughs> Meat said. One of the most powerful gaming experiences I've ever had. Exquisite. So huh, nice. yeah, I'm going to give Meat a zero out of ten for being funny on this one. <laughs> but I think like yeah, it really uh, we're not the only people that feel this way. And I think like I yeah, I think it is certainly an extremely moving experience, and that is kind of some of the reason this game is, has really become a sleeper hit. Um, not trying to be a hipster, huh. but I feel like we were pretty early on it, and I'm, I feel like I've been watching it. Uh, get amazing praise from the limited number of people that have found it yeah yeah and hopefully you know after we release this episode one of the points of the show is hopefully you know we'll get you all will play more it. people to play <laughs> god damn now i've got depression <laughs> yeah all right do you have any more reviews mm. yeah so as i'm drinking my iced coffee here all right so the uh, the second review that I got is uh, from Wheelsbot7, who said this game is better than Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> uh, <laughs> haven't played it, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and make the joke. I have, I, he's right. Yeah, I, I have. That's yeah. I, every game that we've played on this show is better than Cyberpunk 2077, easily. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Um, the real defining factor for me is um, that... Uh, Citizen Sleeper will actually boot without crashing on any of my devices. So, uh, Citizen Sleeper, uh, your choices actually matter for different endings that you could get. Damn. Okay. Uh, the one thing that I think the one thing that Cyberpunk 2077 has over Citizen Sleeper is just that it has Keanu Reeves in it. That's it. Yeah, it's a little bit of a gimmick, man. I like Keanu as much as anyone else does. You know, I really do. Have you seen Always Be My Maybe? I have. Yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I like Keanu. Right, cool. That's what I'm saying. He's he's yeah. one of the better actors we have. We've got um, him. We got uh, the dude from Holes, uh, and then I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Nick Cage as well. <laughs> you know, like this is really a lot is riding on this movie that he's got the the one where he plays himself, uh, the unbearable weight of be, massive I'm talent. I'm looking up on Rotten Tomatoes right now. What's it got? What do you think? Go ahead and guess out of a hundred. What score do you think it's getting? I'm gonna guess it has like a ninety, but I'm gonna guess that. I I don't know how much of that is the gimmick, you know. Uh, the correct, uh, it's got eighty six percent. Okay, all right, all right. That's low enough so that I don't believe it's just dick riding, you yeah, know. Exactly. He's got that. He's got uh the Poppy Playtime movie that's called something else. I just watched Color Out of Space. That movie is awesome. Wait, he's in the Poppy Playtime it's movie? It's not Poppy Playtime, but it's Poppy Playtime. You know, I'm talking oh, about oh, uh, oh 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 yeah, 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 yeah Freddy's the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Dr. Spanky's Spank Time. What the fuck is this movie? <laughs> Definitely not that. <laughs> uh, Although Nicolas Cage is in that movie. <laughs> it's uh, it's called Willy's Wonderland. <laughs> you said Nicolas okay, Cage Okay, you weren't actually that, that far off. 
yeah, yeah. You weren't actually that far off, which is infuriating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Willie's Wonderland. Um, and yeah, uh, yeah I, I just watched Color Out of Space. That movie, nice, awesome, amazing B movie. Okay, like. Oh God, we're just this- and mom and dad was incredible. Yeah, that's. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Damn. Okay. Have you seen Mandy? No, I haven't seen Mandy yet. Oh my God! All right. This is. Are we just? We should just make a Nicolas Cage movie podcast now. Too. This is we my pitch. review every Nicolas Cage movie. This is my pitch. <laughs> all right, do, let's hear it. All right, all right. Under one thousand movies, but we can't. It can't really be under a thousand. But like. This is really uh, like just listening to the way, like looking at the waveform while I go on about this bullshit is like <laughs> such a mirror of me, like looking in and being like, damn, the movies I like are really of a type, you know? <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, yeah, this is recorded now. You can just listen to this over and over again. I'll send you your own voice talking about what kind of movies you like so you can s- just sit in it and understand where you're I at. I would love to just talk about B movies, you know? Like, okay. Just love it. Anyway, we don't need to do this. I, I don't have that kind of time on me. Um, but uh yeah you really don't no 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 i don't maybe after i get married um got inclusion (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i got i got i've got one more review thing to say though and that's that um yeah i just saw this come up a lot so i thought i'd you know bring it up is that i thought i saw a lot of parallels to disco elysium which is another just fucking phenomenal rpg game um uh, you play a, uh, a incredibly shitty cop who wakes up with uh, amnesia, I think, and without his badge and gun in sort of what's meant to be like an Eastern Bloc city. Uh, and you sure this isn't at an elementary school in Texas? Right now, I'm reading uh, uh, "We Own This City" about the Baltimore police corruption, and I feel like they're. I feel like that's just their argument in court every time it's as if they just woke <laughs> is up i woke up with amnesia, with amnesia. yeah yeah you would think that that's uh, what must <laughs> and i don't have my badge and gun like how few questions they're willing to answer it's almost like yeah <laughs> yeah but anyway disco elysium incredible game um there are a lot of parallels it's a lot more complex almost you know if like it's like citizen sleeper and this are in the same bucket citizen sleeper is a little bit simpler and cyberpunk and uh this is more like you know 70s like i said eastern european social criticism with much more complex underlying systems um so i would definitely give that one uh, a look as well uh if you like if you end up liking citizen sleeper right on uh yeah so you got the you want conclusion you did the little voice um do you want to start out with that uh i don't know anything about any of this word um they've got a new episode out <laughs> now um they're planning the they've got three d free dlcs planned basically the first episode flux is available now um and it's become available since uh we recorded this so we actually haven't played it yet uh but i'm sure it's excellent like the rest of the game um they've got a content roadmap going that includes the next dlcs i think the next one is due in october uh, I didn't look too far beyond that. Uh, but like, so, you know, even like at the time we played this game in its finished state, it was worth purchasing and playing, you know, totally. but they're still releasing free extensions to it, which is just incredible. Um, it's great. And another reason to pick this up. Um, I think that's about it. I have, I have one last note um, it, before I just go full fucking goober, but uh, anything else that you want to say about uh, a citizen sleeper? Uh, it's a great game. Amazing art. Um, really a walkthrough that i think people could take something away from about the society they live in uh it's man i feel like i see this every game what an enriching choice of activity for us to do together sam um citizen sleeper i'm a boomer shooter person you know not anymore now that my hand Mm -hmm. hurts every day or when the weather gets cold or whenever i think about the fact that i have a hand um but like (laughs) citizen sleeper is really not 
like any other game I've ever been interested in playing. And I had such an enriching and enjoyable time playing it. I would play more games like it. And I think it's the type of game where like if you listen to this episode and you're like, uh, I don't want to play a tabletop, whatever, just play it. And the investment is worth it and have a different experience and enrich your life. Yeah, I mean, and you can like, you know, if you have to think about it this way, I'm, I'm not suggesting you do this, but like Steam has a refund feature. Just all you're spending is essentially the time. And I promise you, if you give this game the time, it will it will engross you, you know? Yeah, if you here's the thing, OK, if you buy this game and you start playing it and you get past the Steam refund and you don't like it. Venmo requests Sam at at <laughs> no, 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 no. If that happens, he'll, then he'll pay you're you just back. wrong. He'll pay That's you back. no, I want <laughs> absolutely not. No, we can't even afford our own games with podcast money yet. I can't be throwing that out to other people. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Other than that, the only thing that I want to talk about, and uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick the background music on now so we can talk about this during the fade out. I'm not even going to cut that part. I'm just going to straight up say that's what's going to happen, is that while I was recording this and doing the editing for the first recording of this episode, uh, I kept having, I just kept hearing lyrics in my head related to like Citizen Sleeper. And I like, I was I, like, I would hear like, bah, 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 citizen, uh, like something that rhymes with citizen, you know? And I actually wrote a bunch of lyrics. So I'm, what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to put a, a, a beat behind this. But what I'm going to do is I've written lyrics and then citizen something that rhymes with sleeper. And I want to see how quickly you can get it. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's go. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Uh, some of these are real stretches. So uh, open up your eyes. Citizen sleeper. <laughs> No, 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 citizen peepers. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, work- okay, I get it, I get it. All right, start over, start over, start over. All right, all right, all right, all right, open up your eyes. <laughs> no fucking glue. <laughs> citizen peepers. Okay. All right, next <laughs> Work page you, all right, all right, work page you on the... Uh, my boss is my citizen keeper. <laughs> no, uh, hold on to that one. Work page you on the citizen peeper. Oh, oh, okay. okay, all right. <laughs> Clock in at the zoo as a... <laughs> citizen zookeeper. <laughs> <laughs> citizen keeper. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Offer back rubs like a. Fuck if I know. Oh, it's, 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 a citizen peeper. <laughs> citizen creeper. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cleaning up habitats. Uh, citizen sweeper. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Lion looks hungry like a. And this one is a slant rhyme. So. Uh, citizen eater. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Thanks again for listening to another episode of Under 1000. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, subscribe to us on the podcast app of your choice and tell your friends about us. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at at underscore 1kpod. And if you know of or created a game that you think we should review, let us know. If you'd like to support us, visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash u1k. We'll be back soon for another episode of Under 1000. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.